Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Past Less Traveled. This is your host, Dan Romagno, and today we will be discussing a man who participated in some of the earliest English slave voyages to Africa and earned a reputation for his piracy and privateering against Spanish ships and possessions. Sent by Queen Elizabeth I to South America in 1577, he returned home via the Pacific and became the first Englishman to circumnavigate the globe. The Queen rewarded him with a knighthood. In 1588, he served as second-in-command during the English victory over the Spanish Armada. The most famous mariner of the Elizabethan age, he died off the coast of Panama in 1596 and was buried at sea. Divers, treasure hunters, and enthusiasts continue to search for his final resting place. This is the story of the high seas, pirates, and the ever-expanding English empire. This is the story of Sir Francis Drake. Francis Drake was the son of a tenant farmer on the estate of Lord Francis Russell, Earl of Bedford. He was brought up in Plymouth by the Hawkins family, relatives who worked as merchants and privateers, often referred to as pirates. Drake went to sea for the first time around the age of 18 with the Hawkins family fleet, and by the 1560s had earned command of his very own ship. In 1567, Drake and his cousin John Hawkins sailed to Africa in order to join the fledgling slave trade. When they sailed to New Spain to sell their captives to settlers there, which was prohibited by Spanish law, they were trapped by a Spanish front in the Mexican port of San Juan de Ulia. Though Drake and Hawkins escaped, and Drake returned to England with what would be a lifelong disdain for the Spanish Empire and its ruler, King Philip II. After leading two successful expeditions to the West Indies, Drake came to the attention of Queen Elizabeth I, who granted him a privateer's commission, effectively giving him the right to plunder Spanish ports in the Caribbean. The most celebrated of Drake's adventures along the Spanish main was his capture of the Spanish silver train in Nombre de Duis in March 1573. He raided the waters around Darien in modern-day Panama, with a crew including many French privateers, including Guillaume Le Testu, a French buccaneer and African slaves who had escaped the Spanish. One of these men was Diego, who under Drake became a free man and was also a capable shipbuilder. After their attack on the richly laden mule train, Drake and his crew found that they had captured around 20 tons of silver and gold. They buried much of the treasure, as it was too much for their party to carry, and made off with a fortune in gold. Wounded, Le Testu was captured and later beheaded. The small band of adventurers dragging as much gold and silver as they could carry back across some 18 miles of jungle-covered mountains to where they had left their raiding boats. When they got to the coast, the boats were gone. Drake and his men, downhearted, exhausted, and hungry, had nowhere to go and the Spanish were not far behind. At this point, Drake rallied his men, buried the treasure on the beach, and built a raft to sail with two volunteers ten miles along the surf-lashed coast to where they had left the flagship. When Drake finally reached its deck, the men were alarmed by his bedraggled appearance. Fearing the worst, they asked him how the raid had gone. 
Drake could not resist a joke and teased them by looking downhearted. Then he laughed, pulled out a necklace of Spanish gold from around his neck, and said, Our voyage is made, lads. By the 9th of August, 1573, he had returned to Plymouth. It was during this expedition that he climbed a high tree in the central mountains of the Isthmus of Panama, and thus became the first Englishman to see the Pacific Ocean. He remarked as he saw it that he hoped one day an Englishman would be able to sail it, which he would do years later as a part of his circumnavigation of the world. When Drake returned to Plymouth after the raids, the government signed a temporary truce with King Philip II of Spain, and so was unable to acknowledge Drake's accomplishment officially. Drake was considered a hero in England and a pirate in Spain for his raids. His accomplishment earned him a reputation as a leading privateer. In 1577, Queen Elizabeth commissioned Drake to lead an expedition around South America through the Straits of Magellan. The voyage was plagued by conflict between Drake and the other two men that were tasked with sharing command. When they arrived off the coast of Argentina, Drake had one of the men, Thomas Doty, arrested, tried, and beheaded for allegedly plotting a mutiny. Of the five-ship fleet, two ships were lost in a storm. The other commander, John Winter, turned one back to England, and another disappeared. Drake's 100-ton flagship, the Pelican, which he later renamed the Golden Hind, was the only vessel to reach the Pacific in October 1578. After plundering Spanish ports along the west coast of South America, Drake headed north in search of a passage back to the Atlantic. He claimed to have traveled as far north as 48 degrees north, on parallel with Vancouver, Canada, before extreme cold conditions turned him back. Drake anchored near today's San Francisco and claimed the surrounding land which he called New Albion for Queen Elizabeth. Heading back west across the Pacific, in July 1579, he stopped in the Philippines and bought spices in the Maluka Islands. He then sailed around the Cape of Good Hope and arrived back in England's Plymouth Harbor in September of 1580. Despite complaints from the Spanish government about his piracy, Drake was honored as the first Englishman to circumnavigate the globe and became a popular hero. Several months after his return, Queen Elizabeth personally knighted him aboard the Golden Hind. In 1585, with hostilities heating up again between England and Spain, the Queen gave Drake command of a fleet of 25 ships. He sailed to the West Indies and the coast of Florida and mercilessly plundered Spanish ports there, taking Santiago in the Cape Verde Islands, Cartagena in Colombia, St. Augustine in Florida, and San Domingo. On the return voyage, he picked up a failed English military colony on Roanoke Island off the Carolinas. Drake then led an even bigger fleet, 30 ships, into the Spanish port of Cadiz and destroyed a large number of vessels being readied for the Spanish Armada. In 1588, Drake served as second-in-command to Admiral Charles Howard in the English victory over the supposedly invincible Spanish fleet. After a failed 1589 expedition to Portugal, Drake returned home to England for several years until Queen Elizabeth enlisted him for one more voyage against Spanish possessions of the West Indies in early 1596. The expedition proved to be a dismal failure. Spain fended off the English attacks and Drake came down with a fever and dysentery. 
He died in late January 1596 at the age of 55 off the coast of Portobello. The navigator's body was later placed in full armor, sealed inside a lead coffin, and consigned to the deep some few miles off the coastline. Scores of divers and historians have searched the burial site for years since. While some claim to have discovered the wrecks of English ships scuttled nearby, the body of Sir Francis Drake has yet to be recovered. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of The Past Less Traveled. I hope you all enjoyed learning about the life and legacy of Sir Francis Drake. As always, please like, follow, and share this podcast. And remember, we are all trapped in history, and history is trapped in all of us. Thank you.